1: Hi I'm Heather and I'm Brittany we are the okayest moms but we're also creatives businesswomen, and best friends
2: this podcast was created as a community for the modern mom
1: we know you're doing your best despite the conflicting messages that you aren't doing it as well as someone else we believe in self-care mom
2: friends as our sanity and that motherhood looks different for everyone
1: most of all we believe that you are more than just mom so join us as we talk about a range of topics
2: from motherhood to frivolous reality TV and everything in between.
1: Welcome to the Ocayest Moms Podcast. Hey
2: everybody, welcome back to another episode of Okayest Moms the Podcast. Brittany here, along with Heather. Hello. I like
1: the way you said that. <laughs> I'm pretending to be upbeat and cheery and positive.
2: <laughs> it was very convincing.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, well, we're back. How are you doing? I thought we agreed to stop asking each other that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
2: fine. Well, I actually, this is a terrible transition, um, just finished watching one of the greatest shows I've ever watched, Ted Lasso. It was, it is, I know, I know. It is so funny and so. A bold claim. (laughs) It's You know what I really love about it? It's like a feel-good show. It's funny while still like making you feel good inside And it's really funny because it's about soccer and I freaking hate soccer That
1: was also my first thought
2: when you said Oh that. my god, I <laughs> Did you know I wrote a paper in high school about how much I hated soccer?
1: <laughs> no, but <laughs> n- nothing about that surprises me i had this teacher who was obsessed with soccer and it
2: was during the world cup and he made us watch a game to write a paper about it and mine just turned into why i hate it but all that said i love this show and it's not really about soccer it's you know more about the characters so everybody should go watch it and if you don't have an apple tv login you need to get it from a friend
1: (laughs) and if you don't know how to do that just ask Brittany. (laughs) My emails always open. No.
2: <laughs> no, seriously, don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, leading up to... So we're recording this the night before. You're listening to this on or after Election Day. Um, I needed to watch something feel good because I'm trying to keep my mind from spiraling out of control.
1: We've kind of been doing the same over here. We restarted Shits Creek because I couldn't just... I know once we watch season six, that's it. There's no more. Oh, you haven't watched it yet? No, because I'm jealous because I don't, I can't watch it yet. I need to save this precious prize that I have. Oh my God. I know. I feel like we waited a long time. Instead of just diving in, we're starting over and rewatching it all. I love that. It's what everybody should be doing. I might even do that tomorrow night. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. said who knows so yes election day
2: it is there is a lot of high stress we're all feeling um existential dread in a way so we thought that today would be a good day to release this summer series episode all about relationships um, with our friend jenna who actually helped us she was a co-founder of our summer series. She owns Jen Alaska Events, and um, she's just, she's really cool. Her session was all about relationships and how to thrive in them. And she talks a lot about, it really all connects back to the relationship with ourselves and self-care and how we take care of ourselves and how we show up for the people in our lives. And we think we thought that would be a great... Segue into the election season, (laughs) if you will.
1: Yeah, because I think no matter how this goes, whether you get the outcome you want or not, um, we all still have a lot of work to do as a country, as Americans. um, Because if Biden wins, the Trump supporters are still our neighbors. They're still family members. There's still people that we have to interact with every day and their feelings aren't going to change overnight, much like our feelings won't change overnight. But one thing that is very clear is that we have a lot of work ahead of us to unite us. And that starts with our relationships. So I actually was at Trader Joe's today and as I was loading up the groceries, I saw a mom who like, you know, when you kind of go in the store at the same time as somebody and you kind of like follow each other on the store. She was laughing at me because I was telling Nolan, he couldn't be a ninja in the middle of the store. And like, we kind of had this moment, you know, like when you see another mom, you like like, get each other, you laugh and like, Oh, I got a ninja at home. She said. (laughs) And then um, as I'm loading up the groceries, I see her laying on the ground, looking under her car. And I could tell she was looking for her hide a key, which she could not find. She had locked her keys in the car she had a toddler and a baby with her. And I just thought like in that moment, I'm like, okay, like this is a perfect example. I don't know her political affiliation. Like, but like at the end of the day, she's another mom with two small kids with her who's in a in a bind and she needs help. And it just kind of like was such a like clear moment to me of like, this is what we need to get back to there's like, we all have these moments. We all have that Monday after a time change when you like the rest of your day just goes downhill. And so she said her husband was on the way and she had everything covered. And I was like, I have like some wiki sticks in the car to entertain the kids. Do you want them? And she, she said she was okay and had everything she needed, but it was still just like, we need to start getting back to looking out for people around us and checking in and making sure everybody has what they need cuz we all need a lot more of that right now. I know. Yes. I I was always um
2: editing this episode. Community gets brought up a few times and it's like god, what is you know like it just everything feels so fractured right now. Um this you know personal relationships and the community is a greater whole. It feels it feels broken and I really I love that. I, I love that, that you noticed that today. Cause I honestly haven't had that feeling in a long time.
1: Well, I think we're all kind of out of practice of noticing things like that around us too. And I'm, I'm realizing as I'm going out more, I'm getting better at noticing these kinds of things again and finding ways to still interact with people, you know, like even though we're both wearing masks and that kind of thing. So, I mean, it definitely takes some practice, but And I mean, I go back and forth, too, though, because, you know, there's argument still of people who support President Trump differ from me on a moral standpoint. And, you know, that kind of thing, like we can't get along because philosophically, our life views are very different. And I, you know, I kind of hear that argument often and subscribe to it myself to some degree. But... I don't know. I get stuck. That's where I get stuck because I need the reminder just as much as anybody that like people are still people. We can find commonalities if we try hard enough, but so it's definitely going to be a fine line to walk because there are some very extreme differences (laughs) in our thinking, but we have to find the commonalities if we want to see precedented times again,
2: (laughs) 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 you know, save for like, racists and sexists like the right. people who truly have like a moral problem the people who support trump mostly still have the best intentions i feel like they think this is what they need for their life to move forward and be united again <clears throat> i don't understand it but that doesn't mean that what am i trying to say
1: <laughs> but we no, do. they don't have the best intentions i guess right and i think we need to keep striving to understand it. I feel like I've spent so much of this year saying I just don't get it. And, <laughs> and I'm I'm still trying to understand. And I think I think that's really all that's the, the best place we can start right now is I, I truly I'm it honest to God, it fascinates me that people support this man. And I I try very hard to wrap my head around it and look at it objectively and I think I'm starting to get a a grasp on it. And I think it just kind of comes down to people feel like they're not heard. And this is a man that they feel like hears their plea, understands their needs. And I think maybe if we just start doing more of that with each other, then that's maybe how we bridge this gap.
2: Totally. I can't remember if I talked about this before, but Pantsuit Politics had a great episode where... um, one of the hosts talked to her friend, and they have opposing views about um, abortion, and they had a great conversation and you know when you open yourself up to those conversations instead of getting defensive, you learn like they learned hers was a religious view, and the host was thinking at it in terms of thinking about it in terms of policy and those are two completely different viewpoints. But at least in that sense, then you get more of a feel of how how these people can support something you never would. And I just thought it was really interesting.
1: Yeah. And I think part of that comes down to too, is that you need to be very familiar with your viewpoints to be able to have those conversations. I think there there's a lot of people on, in both parties that don't necessarily believe understand why they believe what they believe. Maybe it's something that they just grew up hearing and have adopted it. But I think to really have those good heart-to-heart kind of conversations, you need to know why you believe what you believe and what brings you to that point. And do you know enough about it
2: to form the opinion you have?
1: Right. And not to say that you have to be an expert in every topic to engage in a conversation, but I think If you just know your own motivations, I think that helps you from staying away from the, well, this study said, and you know, like all the like fact slinging, Mm -hmm. which is where where the arguments tend to start. (laughs) Totally. Which I am very guilty of because, like I said, it just boggles my mind that people can believe some of the things they believe, and I want to just lecture them on all the reasons why they should not, but it's it's really beyond that it's not about winning an argument or persuading somebody it's about the connections and it's about getting to the roots of things and again i am going to take my own advice we are all works in progress (laughs) i'm sure i mean
2: god excuse me I'm sure we've all, anybody who's listening right now can think of a few arguments they've had where they went below the belt or (laughs) said some things they regret. And I mean, like I said, I'm going back to tensions are high. Everybody is stressed. I mean, we have this election season and a pandemic on top of it. Your kids are probably going back to school. There is a lot on our plate right now. And I I. I have been trying to give myself more grace and give the people around me more grace because we all need it right now. For sure. <sighs> Deep <Good> breath.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, we just thought that this episode was a good kind of bridge from the election into whatever fresh hell's on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think, I really think, you know, whenever this is all decided and the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, I mean, your neighbors are still your neighbors. The other parents you see at school are still going to be with your kids on campus. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these people are still going to be in our lives no matter what. And we need to find a way to wade through this and come together because that's truly the only way out of this.
2: Yeah it's gonna be messy it's gonna
1: suck oh god so much. we can do it we can do it i mean we literally what's the what's the alternative we literally well, don't. exactly, exactly.
2: <laughs> all right with all that said let's jump into the episode
0: I'm really excited about this topic today. It's something that is something I'm very passionate about. I have been working very hard and doing the work the last few years at on this topic, studying and researching. And I've read a lot of books. Anything that I talk about, um, a lot of the stu- concepts I've been taking from books. Um, one of the specific people I should say is actually Brooke Castillo. She's one of the podcasters that I listen to, and a lot of um, the ideas are uh, taken from her as well. So I just wanted to make sure that I'm like, giving credit where credit is due. But um, this is my obviously own interpretation of how it is or um, how I think this is applicable to our lives as mothers. Uh, so we're going to be talking today about relationships. But first, I wanted to share this. I saw this a While ago, and I loved it so much. Um, it says, Is this little guy? It says, Where did you find that? I've been searching everywhere for it, and then this cute little guy with a jar of happiness, and it says, I created myself, and I loved that so much when I saw it because I was like, This is so true like we are always just searching right and I'm not I'm not talking about this really big idea like I'm I'm just generally happy I'm talking about like the very specific detailed moments in our day where we're like overwhelmed or depressed or anxious or any negativity like I'm talking about finding happiness in those very very small moments um so I'm actually going to come back to this but I want I want you guys to think about it for a little bit um and we'll circle back Um, Okay, so our relationships are a direct reflection, I think, of um, how healthy we are um, with the relationship we have with ourselves. And quality relationships, beyond just relationships with our significant others, um, we also have quality relationships with our friends and other social connections. But basically, it's been proven that the quality of our relationships are as important to our health as eating healthy and exercising, um, not smoking, you know, and oftentimes, you know, those can be the most stressful aspects of our relationships and um, how other people respond and react to us and um, both in a broad sense and also in just the individual relationships in our lives. Have you guys heard of the word huga before?
1: I have. You have? Yeah, a podcast I listen to, uh, Young House Love has a podcast, which I think I've mentioned before, but they talk about this a lot and I love this concept.
0: I do too. I love it so much. It's so hygge is this idea of it's like this coziness or the sense of well-being. It's a Danish word. And um, basically Denmark has been marked as one of the happiest um, places in the world, despite the fact that they are like, they have these crazy long winters, super cold. I don't know if you guys have heard of seasonal depression disorder. My mom introduced that to me uh, when I was little, but like, you know, like when it's cold and winter and I grew up in Utah and you know, like in February, it's just, you're down and depressed because you need to be out in the sun. Um, And so it's crazy to think that in Denmark when it's so long and so dark that they're also listed as some of the happiest people in the world and it's this idea of um, hygge. And it's creating a space where people can talk and communicate and relax, and um, you know, like lighting candles and having a a warm drink and talking to each other, and you know, just experiencing each other's company. And um, I think we take for granted those moments when we can actually like really turn everything off and have deep connections. Um, And this is something that I I strive to do both in my space in my house, but also in my relationships. And more importantly, like create that feeling with myself. Um, so your sense of well-being, um, your actions and your moods directly influence the people who you would come in contact with. Um, and So I want you guys to think about like how you're feeling when you're feeling anxious or stressed or you wake up and you have a lot to do. Like what's the first thing you do with your kids like how do you how do you actually show up with your kids in the morning when they wake you up
2: let's snap at them
0: yeah go back to bed i wait. say wait till after my coffee Right, wait, wait till after my coffee like why are you awake like why it's it's only you know like five thirty. so get back in bed or you know whatever or like your husband after you've had a super long day when your husband comes home from work like you know i don't know about you guys but i when I've been working and with the kids all day long, and he's also working, but he's not with the kids all day long, like, I just wanna be like, take the kids, <laughs> go lock myself in the bathroom, you know, because because I, I'm not okay. Like, I feel like a whirlwind, right? And I need, um, I need to check in with myself before I can actually show up for the people in my life, right, um, show up for my kids and my family.
1: Yes, I'm I, really bad about separating, like, the internal chaos from what is coming out of my head.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Right? Like, I'm happy and mean. It's because my head is a jumbled mess.
0: <laughs> right. And we don't even, we don't even think about it, right? Like, it's just, it's just a reaction. It's just, um, I remember somebody saying, um, it's like a kid and, like, a toddler in a China shop, right? <laughs> Like, Oftentimes in our our minds, our mind is so crazy and it's like a toddler that's just wreaking havoc in this china shop and breaking things and running around and causing all this chaos. And like as a mother, like what you want to do is just like snap it back into place, right? Stop doing that immediately. But what does that toddler actually need? You know, like that toddler actually needs to be calmed that and connected with and spoken to, like disciplined, right? Of course, like in in however whatever discipline looks like for you and your family but um we we've got this toddler in our mind that's constantly causing havoc and how often do we slow it down calm it down and actually figure out what's going on um or do we just let it keep causing havoc you know nonstop? um i uh, <laughs> i remember actually my daughter one time so i was uh I was being kind of snappy to her and she's like, mom, are you mad at me? And I'm like, no, I'm not actually mad. I'm just really stressed right now. And um, that was a conversation we had a little while ago. And, uh, you know, fast forward a couple of weeks and I'm trying to get my kids in bed and they're not going to bed and you guys got to get in bed. Don't come out of bed again. You know, like, you know, just doing the thing, doing the routine that we do every night. And uh, Adelaide looks at me and she goes, mom, you're stressed. You should go take a bath. And also, <laughs> she's such a cute little caretaker like she always just wants to like check in she's so sensitive to my emotions you know she always wants to check in and she knows what I do for self-care and she wants to like give it to me so
1: but um you bring up a good point that to start that conversation with your kids because they do internalize that and when they can recognize those emotions that they're feeling personally that they can then make the connection of like okay if I I go eat something right now, then I won't be so hangry, and I will be <laughs> and I'll be in a better mood. We actually had that exact conversation this morning. That I, I think you're just hungry, and I think you need to go eat breakfast. Yeah. Do you guys
0: ever use that as an excuse? Adelaide does all the time now. She's like, "I'm hangry, mom. It's just because I'm hangry."
1: <laughs> it's it's a real condition, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right, for sure. Well, um, I I think the opposite is true too, that how you treat other people, I think how you are treated by other people. Like if you, I am the type that takes on the comments and the stress and that, that is what affects my inner voice more than anything.
0: Yeah, for sure. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that a little bit, but yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a real thing and it's super hard. So some of the concepts we'll keep talking about in a, in a little bit is it's really hard to integrate these ideas, right? The ideas are great. Yeah, you can get on board with, we need to do all of these things, but actually integrating them and practicing them in your life is not very easy. Um, so hopefully by the end, we'll have some tools on ways that we can integrate. Um, but, and you know what? We've also talked about this before too, Heather, you brought up the like the oxygen mask, right? I know we've used that analogy a lot but um you know when we when our foundational relationship with ourselves isn't in line and you know we're we're not going to be able to build and sustain thriving relationship with others you know if we we're not actually thriving and sustaining ourselves um and prioritizing our own relationship with ourselves um so i guess the question is like what what does it mean to have a relationship with yourself um how many of you guys know what you like like how many of you guys what's your guys's favorite music
1: I don't know I'm never allowed to pick I don't know, <laughs> I, know. I like everything that's okay. a
0: kid. there was the longest time when I couldn't name anything other than like Fancy Nancy or Paw Patrol because <laughs> <laughs> that's all we listen to like what restaurant do you guys like to go to you know like What are the things that you guys actually like? What do you as a person like? Not just like, what does your husband like to go do? What movies does he want to go see? You know, like it took me a long time to like say, oh, I like James Blake. I like Mumford and Sons. I've rediscovered my love for show tunes. You know, like I crank show tunes up. Andrew doesn't love show tunes, he tolerates them. And for a while, like I was like, well, we'll just listen to something you like because I also will listen to his music. But now I'm like, dude. I like this, and I'm listening to this. That's like, <laughs> like me and Real Housewives. Real Housewives? Yes, and I've made Tyler watch it, and he has found that he loves it.
1: <laughs> but I right? You also have to rediscover this after becoming a mom, because before, you don't have to make – like, your time isn't limited. As a mom, your time is – like, okay, I have 15 minutes in this car ride, and, like, I need to pick the music right now because that's my only chance to do it. Whereas before you were constantly making your own decisions and there was no sense of urgency to make them. Whereas now, like, I feel, I constantly feel like I'm put on the spot of like, what do I like? I don't know. I, I just, I haven't made this decision for myself in so long. I don't know how to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like if you're at the gym, you know, you've got one hour, listen to whatever you want in your headphones or whatever alone time you give yourself yeah there is this urgency like i only got the short amount of time and i need to connect with that one thing you know that that fulfills me right um how many of us are excited to hang out with ourselves in the morning like what what is the self-taught what do you guys tell yourself in the morning when you wake up do you actually have i guess okay let me back up so Let's think about when we were dating, right? When we were uh, dating our spouses or a partner or significant other, when, when we like, we're going to show up for them that day, like what were the feelings that we had when they were, when they were going to be there, you know, like we would want to get dressed up. We'd want to feel good. Like we would go through the conversations of like what we want to say and how we want to say it on the date. Right. Like we would we would be so excited to be with them and hang out with them but how many of us like actually feel that for ourselves how many many of us like really actually enjoy being with ourselves because that's in fact like you belong to you right like that that's all it is really and I okay so one of my friends wrote and I actually wrote it down because I, I thought it was so so beautiful but she posted something. She said, Hey girl, I can't wait to spend the day with you. You make me laugh, roll my eyes. And lately you've been making me really proud. I want to honor you today. Like, I'll tell you what my self-talk is in the morning. Like my self-talk is, uh, how many more days can I go without washing my hair? And does it need to up go in a ponytail? And what do I need to wear today? That's just enough to look like I've tried, but not enough to feel slumpy. You know what I mean? Like those are my self-talks, not like, hey i'm actually re i actually really enjoy being with you today jenna you know like i think you're pretty cool you know those are the things like we need to we need to think about of ourselves as if like we are fostering a relationship and a love for ourselves with ourselves because that is going to be the foundation right and so like i challenge you guys to to change the scripts like flip this strip um script that you have in the morning to like, be excited to be with yourself, to hang out with you today, because that's all you have to hang out with all day long, you know? Like, <laughs> even even when you're around other people, you're still always with you. And then also, respect yourself as if you were your biggest fan. So, um, you think about if, uh, you know, like, whoever, I don't know, Brittany, who's your favorite celebrity?
2: Oh, um, Justin that's Timberlake. No, I like.
0: You know what
2: you like. there are so many my first gut reaction is to say a real housewife but i won't do that justin timberlake
0: you you own that housewife (laughs) okay so if he were to say hey uh here's a vip pass and you you get to come have dinner with me we're gonna start at six o'clock be there like how would you what would you do would you be late no (laughs) no would you show up yes would you show up early you know like would you be dressed up would you be ready to go would you be like pumped yourself up with excitement like you know like we need to respect ourselves as if we were our biggest fans and i think that that's like i'm not saying like you know i don't know there's a balance for me for like dressing up and actually like getting really dressed up to the nines versus like i work at home at my desk and I'm a mom moving up and down all day. Right. So there's a balance. So I'm not saying like you have to dress up tonight every day. I'm just saying like, show up for yourself. If you said that you're going to like put a nighttime routine and you know that sleep is important and you want to start your nighttime routine at nine o'clock. So you are lights out at 10 o'clock, like respect yourself, like show up for yourself. Stuff like you were your biggest fan, right? Like, we, um, I hope that everybody is writing goals and putting intentions in place, but you know, like, how many of us like throw our goals out the window come January or January 31st? You know, like, the beginning of the year, we have these goals, but then by the end, like, life gets going and rolling, and how many of us are actually like sticking with it, you know? So, um, so I, anyways, show up for yourself as if you were your biggest fan.
2: Part of this for me, when I became a mom, it was suddenly there was a child connected to me at all times. I realized when I became a mom, that I was an introvert and I needed time to myself to recharge. There's just no other way to do it. I'm, I'm not a shy introvert, but I still need to be alone in order to get my energy back up. And learning that after a mom becoming a mom was really hard and a long journey. But, um, that's part of it too, is reconnecting with yourself and knowing where you get your energy in order to recharge so you can show up for the people in your life.
1: Well, that's what yeah. I was going to say, is that it's hard because to put yourself first means you have to put somebody else second. And as a mom, our kids don't want that. <laughs> I mean, they will do whatever they can to make that not happen. So when like, <laughs> you gave of going to bed early, I've actually been trying to do that the last two weeks because, you know summertime later bedtimes which means I'm I'm staying up later trying to get everything done which means I'm waking but the kids are still waking up at the same exact time and so I'm exhausted but there's still stuff to do the dishwasher still has to be unloaded I still have you know work to do or I still want my downtime or whatever it is so it that's my challenge yeah for sure
0: and I think it's a matter of prioritizing at that point right like what what do you actually want to show up for is that downtime more important than the bedtime? Then do it, you know, is doing the dishes and having a clean home and an organized house more important at that moment for you than a bedtime and alone time? You know what I mean? Like what, what, at at that moment, what actually is needed versus what can just say, Hey, this can wait.
1: I hear what you're saying, but you know, that can only, that only works for like a night or so. And then you know the dishes start piling up and at some point somebody has to do that. So like that's where I always get stuck is like I I'm fully on board with you but at some point like you got to do something. <laughs> sure.
0: Right. And I think it's a balance again. So I think that again all of these things that we talk about in theory like the idea is to have the have the principles in place. Implementing them is the challenge. And we can't do it all like that's just impossible. But what is going to work, right? what is what is actually going to help build that foundation of your relationship, and so, yeah, I hear you, Heather. It says, yeah, bedtime was a mess for four years for us, like it was a disaster it's not that's not the case anymore, but at that time, you know, like that the priority the priority was sleep, everything else had to just like be pushed aside for the time being, you know, if I could just clone myself, <laughs> 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 all right, so I want to talk about um beyond self-care uh okay let's talk about actually let's talk about self-care for a minute what are some of the typical things that we talk about when we're talking about self-care massages and manicures bubble bath gym time eating healthy listening to music in the car i don't know yeah going shopping right alone sleep (laughs) Yeah, so we have all of these things, right, um, that we talk about when we talk about self-care. All of those things are absolutely important. Some of my self-care routines, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I, I actually love it now, are cold showers. Let me tell you. I know, right? <laughs> so let me, let me tell you. I had a friend who encouraged me because I, I had a stage where anxiety was just like running rampant every day. I couldn't get it under control. And she actually said, hey, why don't you try taking a shower or just a regular shower, get all your washing done, wash your hair in your warm water, and then crank it when you're done, crank it as cold as you can handle it, and stand there and do deep breaths for 30 seconds. Just try it. And look, like my husband will call me the mother of dragons because I love a steaming hot shower, like as hot as I can possibly make it. My skin, it goes like bright red. and." those are how I usually shower. But I feel like for me, this self care thing that I've done has made such a big difference because a couple things. One, I've just introduced my body to stress, like stress. That's not going to kill me. Right. And I've introduced my body to something that's like hard. So I can actually do something hard that day. You know, like it's gotten me in the mindset to say like, I can actually have control over my circumstances and I'm going to do something hard for 30 seconds. And then afterwards I feel so good. And it's like, wow, uh, it's such a small change, but that's a self-care thing that I, that, that has served me, you know, um, my morning routine looks like, um, again, it's dependent on how early my kids are waking up and what they need at any moment. But if I can have a perfect morning, what it looks like is I wake up and I get hydrated immediately. I go outside and get sunlight and I try to do movement. I need sort of movement. Yoga, I try to, if I can get to the gym right away, I'll get to the gym. Again, like this always changes based on kids, but um, having a specific morning routine has been a real like powerful self-care tool that I've used um, when I can use it. Again, it's not, it's not always, Um, but I think that um, if we were to only have a relationship with somebody where we were going to get manicures, having morning routines, if we were only like going shopping with them, how deep and connected would that relationship be? You know, like it, it would be a good relationship. It would be a fun relationship, but I don't believe that deep connection is made until we're actually willing to show up, be vulnerable and have hard conversations right? That's how we forge our deepest relationships. And um, how are we on time? Um, I want to, I just want to like encourage you guys to think past those things, not that they're not important. They absolutely are important and things that we should be practicing every day. But if we want to have a deep connected relationship with ourselves, then we need to be able to be vulnerable and have hard conversations with ourselves. And uh, some of the ways that we do that is, um, by shedding judgment, self-appreciation, in your manual. So um, I'm really excited to talk about our manuals. <laughs> we'll, I'll get there last. Um, but the first thing I wanted to actually um, talk through is shedding judgment. Um, shedding judgment from others and then shedding judgment of ourselves through others. Okay, so we talk a lot about judging others, right? Um, things that, like I brought up at the beginning of the... Um, the webinar. If we were to go back, I was very judgmental to other mothers, right? I used to think mothers who like were on their phones at playgrounds, you know, like I would judge them. And now I think like, for me personally, my children are much more needy when I'm at the playground with them and playing with them. They want me to push them up the the, uh, ladder. They want me to catch them at the bottom of the slide. I have learned that I need to not participate so that they learn. On their own right but before I was like moms are just sitting there talking like they're not really engaging with their kids now I'm like moms you do whatever you need to do like you know your child best and I know the decision that I make not to participate with my kids on the playground is very intentional right
1: so funny you say that Jenna because I always think back to like when I had just Isla and she was an infant and we were at the park and I, you know I had her in the swing and I remember hearing moms being like I'm not pushing you in the swing anymore and I just <laughs> God, just push your kid. Like, yeah. That's what want. And now I'm the mom yelling like, "Okay, I'm pushing it for one more minute, and I'm done." <laughs>
0: right. Like pump your leg. Uh, yeah. I want my child to learn how to pump on uh, their their feet on a swing. You know what I mean? And if I'm there pushing them all the time, then they're always going to rely on me, right? And so, you know, I just think that again, there's a balance. I'm not saying like mom should disconnect completely, but like. I am not going to judge what a mom is doing and why they're doing it because I have no idea. Right. I really, really have no idea their motivation. So, you know, like that's about judging others. And I think that's easy for us to identify judgment from others. Um, look, like um, I, I posted this a little while ago, but I really love the quote that you could be the ju- juiciest peach in the world. And there's always going to be somebody that's not going to like peaches, right? Like you are you and you, there's always going to be people that aren't going to like you and that's more about them and less about you. Right? Like, it's just a matter of uh, preference. It doesn't mean that the peach is bad. It doesn't mean that, you know, like anything is wrong with it. Anything is wrong with you. It's just, uh, you know, like that says more about them than it does about you and just leave it at that. Right? Like if we're having a relationship with ourselves and we're loving ourselves, like we, that should be able to sustain us through judgment. Um, but the thing that I, I wanted to talk the most about on this is just shedding judgment of ourselves through others. And it's um, kind of a hard concept to re- wrap our minds around. Um, so I'll do the best that I can to explain it. So basically, like, what we do often is um, we run through a script in our mind of what we think other people are thinking about us. This is a major cause of harm and stress for me. And I have had to do, yeah, I've had to do a lot of work to take myself back and give people the chance to be kind, right? So for example, like, uh, okay, a small example, if somebody texts you, or I mean, if you text somebody and they don't text you back, we automatically go through the script, right? Like, what's wrong with this person? What did I say wrong? Or like, what are they thinking? Why didn't they text me back? Like, you know, and we we go through these scripts and we judge ourselves through other people when that person has literally done nothing or said nothing. And yet we have projected all of this judgment on ourselves through them. And that has more about to do with us than it has to do at all with them. Right. And so, so many times, like, when we have conversations with people or when we try to show up in the world, the more we show up in the world, the more prone we're going to be for people to not like peaches, right um, and that's okay. like at least we're showing up at least we're not bland, right? at least we're not like retreating only to ourselves like if we show our show up, that gives us more chance to be criticized and that is okay because all of us are entitled to think however we want about someone else and it has nothing to do with that other person has everything to do with our, us, and so um, I, I wish people would talk about therapy like they talked about going to the gym. Like I feel like therapy should just be something everybody should be doing for their own mental health, just like everybody should be going to the gym for their own um, physical health. But I remember, <laughs> I remember like one time my therapist told me specifically. Um, I was talking through judgment that I felt, um, and she's like, why don't you talk to yourself as if you were talking to your best friend? If your best friend was coming to you and saying, hey, I'm feeling all of these things, and this is what I think all these things about other people, um, about what they're putting on me, how would I talk to them, right? Like, how would I talk them through that? And um, anyways, to just take a step back, stop that script, stop that toddler that's wreaking havoc in our minds, right? Calm that down. Give people the chance to be kind. Give people the chance to like grow and get through their own judgments. But that doesn't mean that you have to take it on, right? That doesn't mean you have to believe it. The problem is, is when you start believing those judgments that we have made before the person's even said anything, right? Is that making sense? I hope, I hope that's yeah, not true, right?
1: Well, I think it's a that's self- fair. It's a way to self-preserve because if you can be three steps ahead of them and think what they're already going to think, then you can combat that to protect yourself in a way. Yeah, exactly. You can't hurt me. I've already hurt myself. Right. And so, but it's, it's a never ending hamster wheel. (laughs) Right. Right.
0: And the only way to stop. Oh, um, I think I spelled judgment wrong. (laughs) You (laughs) guys.
1: Well, we are judging you for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: okay. I actually really like my presentation, so I don't mind. <laughs> um, wait, like, okay, so there was an athlete um, I heard once that was quoted that the, he said the secret to his success was that he talked to himself more than he listened to himself. And I thought that was super powerful because we don't we listen to ourselves constantly without even knowing it. We are constantly feeding ourselves millions of thoughts a day and we don't even stop to listen right we just beat it and we believe it and we move on and we it just goes and we don't have enough mindfulness to just slow that conversation down and to just think like hey i'm actually going to talk to myself rather than listen to myself and it comes back to what we talked about earlier about you know these scripts that we have or what we tell ourselves in the morning Um, The judgments that we're putting through others onto ourselves like what are we actually taking on and believing what are we stopping and being mindful enough to say hey look like I'm going to actually talk myself through this because their projection or what I'm projecting on myself through them is not has nothing to do with them that has to do with me and I can slow that down, I can control that right. Um, All right, self appreciation. Um, showing yourself the same kindness, grace, and compassion you're able to show to others. Um, I want everybody to think about what they appreciate about themselves. Like if you were to think about something that you appreciate, what What would come to mind?
2: About About myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Myself. I don't know. <laughs> I'm always able to see the bright side of things. I'm good at... Looking toward the positive, yeah.
1: All right. Well, then I'll ca- I'll counteract Brittany then because I I can always I take a more realistic approach to things. I think.
0: Yeah, and I love and I love that you guys both appreciate that about yourself. Like I appreciate that I'm compassionate. I appreciate that like I get giggly late at night and I'm really funny when it gets late at night and I'm tired. And I appreciate that. I have like smile lines, you know, like, you know, I actually really appreciate those. And I like those, you know, and again, what do we appreciate? What do we actually say to ourselves that makes us like that we would say to somebody else, you know, and, and we need to turn that back and remind ourselves of all of the things that we appreciate. Maybe after when you can sometimes tonight, like if you journal or something like write down all of the things, everything you can possibly think about that you appreciate. You know, like I appreciate that I'm a hard worker and I appreciate that I show up for people and I appreciate all of these things. And just because I appreciate all of those things doesn't mean I'm not like acutely aware of all of the other things where I'm failing. But why am I letting those failures drive my emotions, my feelings and how I feel about myself? What needs to be driving it is the appreciation, all of the other good things, right? And then still be aware of all of the places you fall and work on those and be aware of those and continue like growing. Um, okay, so I want to talk about the manual, which, um, whoop, did I go too far? Maybe I got my, oh, there you go. Okay, who gets to write the manual on how to make you happy? How many of us have a manual for our husbands on how to make us happy? I do. I <laughs> have a really long manual. <laughs> but who gets to write the manual on how we get to be happy, right? Um, so what is what are some of the things that we would put in if we we're going to say, hey, look, like I, I know that these are the things that make me happy. So for example, for me, the things that make me happy are having a clean home, having a clean organized space. Um, the manual that I write for myself is that I... Finding alone time where I can think, that's something that I put in my manual because that makes me happy. Um, having my kids in activities that they love and enjoy and watching them perform or watching them play, those are the things that make me happy. Those are the things I've written for myself in my manual. Um, tracking my progress, checking to see like how far I've come from you know last year to now or from this morning to tonight um or you know tracking any of my progress. Those are all parts that I put in my manual. Um, scheduling adult time, right? Putting um putting time in to hang out with girlfriends or putting time in to hang out with my spouse and go on, on a date. Um, you know, listening to murder mystery podcasts. That's in my manual. Right. So what if we're thinking through like what are the things that you have in your manual that make you happy that has nothing to do with anybody else's actions. You guys, can you name a couple? You can put it in the chat. I guess I haven't stopped very much. Check on the chat. I'm sorry. So what are some of the things that you put in your manual that makes you happy that has nothing to do with anybody else taking action?
2: Well, I'm definitely on board with those true crime podcasts. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy a bath. Um, A clean house makes me happy, although cleaning it does not. Mm oh gosh
1: for me sleep is always a big one I can't like sort through all the emotions or I can't tame the toddler in my head if I don't have good sleep and I I do need like dedicated time to like sit and think about how I'm feeling because I'm not for me like all my emotions always come out as like anger and stress when obviously I know that's not the only thing I ever feel but I need like dedicated time to sit and pick those apart to figure them out
2: Great. Great. My time for that usually comes at night when I should be sleeping. <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but, you know, like, again, balancing, right? If that's the only time we have for ourselves to be able to do that, like, you know, you got to give up sleep a little bit. What'd you say, Heather? At 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. Right. right. Okay. So our manuals, we get to write them. We get to decide what makes us happy. We get to decide all of the things we get to do and it, nothing in our manual should ever be predicated on somebody else's action. Right. And we don't get to write, have other people write the manual for us. Everybody's entitled to what that looks like. Um, but, you know, prioritizing that and knowing what your manual is, is ultimately the foundation, you know, and these other things, you know, shedding judgment and self-appreciation, the other things we talked about. Ultimately, these are going to be the the, the the key points that will help you build the foundation for building a relationship for yourself. Um, this week for the summer series, I'm actually really excited about because it it's all going to be about relationships. It's going to talk, we're going to be talking about you know, relationships with your partner or your spouse. We're going to be talking about relationships with your kids, making mom friends. So I'm not going to go into that so much, but um, what I did want to do is talk about our manuals for other people. And um, essentially, like I said earlier, we have all written manuals for other people, especially our significant others. Mm-hmm. I have a very long manual for my husband that I've never let him read, and yet I'm going to get mad at him because he doesn't follow the things in my manual that I've never let him read, right? Like, we all have these manuals. My manual says you need to do the dishes uh, in the morning. If you were the last one to wake up, wake up, you make the bed, right? If you don't do this, I'm going to feel something, right? Like, here, here is this long list of things that you have to do to make me happy. You have to bring me home flowers you have to um you know plan our date night and get the babysitter and i you know like these are the things that i need from our relationship that's going to make me happy now i know that there are a lot of things this is my husband always tells me that he isn't a mind reader right exactly like let if you're gonna have a manual charlene said my husband always tells me he isn't a mind reader Exactly. If you're going to have a manual, then what you should at least do is let them read it. Okay. Something super, super practical um, and really, really at the base is to, you know, like if you have a list of chores that you want your husband to do, you he's not going to guess, right? They're not going to guess at the things and because they're going to have their own thoughts going and their own priorities for the day. And they may not want to follow your manual, but there's a difference between I need something from you or I'm going to feel something versus like, you know, it would be nice if, so it would be nice if you could do the dishes in the evening, because, you know, here are all the reasons why I think you need to do the dishes. Um, It would be nice, but I'm not going to feel something if you don't, right? Because those feelings are mine and they're on me. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs>
2: I'm very guilty of this.
0: We all are. Everybody is. Nobody teaches us about emotional blackmail. No one teaches us to own our own emotions, right? Even from the very beginning um, with our children. And I've tried very, very hard to stop this conversation with my children. But we say to them like, oh, did so-and-so make you feel bad? Oh, don't do that. Or they're going to feel something, right? Like we we have given away our power from the minute we are little and can understand how other people affect us. Because we say like, if someone doesn't do something, I'm going to feel something. And that's something I feel is a result of their behavior. When the fact is, is we can't ever control anybody's behavior. We can only control our reactions to their behavior, right? And so we need to take responsibility for our own feelings, our own emotions. And if we feel something negative, that's on us, right? That's not to say we can't make requests. That's not to say we can't have, there's not consequences, right? To following through on things that of requests like, but, but if we're going to feel something, those feelings are are ours and we need to own them. Um, And so I, I think that for me, there was a big change in my relationship with my husband. As soon as I decided to not throw it out completely. Cause I, I can't, I'm not there yet. I'm not to that level yet of being able to own my own stuff, but at least start ripping pages out. Right. I no longer am going to feel mad in the morning when I wake up and the dishes, aren't done. You know, I am going to request those request that at night. Okay. I'm not going to make him guess my manual. I'm going to say, Hey, Andrew, I would really like it if you do the dishes before the morning time and make sure to run the dishwasher. Now, so many times before I'd wake up and the dishes wouldn't be done and I would be so mad and it would ruin my day. And those feelings are mine to own because guess what? He was planning on doing the dishes before he went to work. He fell asleep on the couch. I didn't know all those things. I just woke up mad because the dishes were still in the sink, right? Like, so I've I've started ripping pages out of my manual saying, look, these I'm not going to feel anything. I'm still going to make requests and I'm still going to hope and wish like, that we can like, work on this partnership together and, and build our household in a way that works for both of us, but I'm not gonna emotionally blackmail you for my own feelings, I'm gonna own those. And that's really, really hard to like, integrate into our lives. Um, but as soon as I was willing to take 100% responsibility for my relationship, that's when everything changed. It was no longer 50-50, it was 100%. If I'm taking 100% responsibility for my relationship with my husband and I'm taking 100% responsibility for my emotions, you know, that changes the game. And I'm going to hope and I'm going to be so, you know, like encouraging and we are going to like, I'm going to hope that my husband's on board with that too, right? Like I want him to take 100% responsibility for his relationship with me as well and he does but i don't get to decide what that looks like for him does that make sense but man it's really hard i'm not saying that these ideas are easy like i just know that it they matter and they make a big difference in our own ability to like move forward in any relationship
1: um so to play devil's advocate go ahead when do you hold people accountable for things well holding
0: people accountable is different like my kid so okay so for example my my children when i'm doing chores i'm not going to say hey i'm not going to uh hold on let me back up when my kids have chores i'm not going to tell them hey look i'm going to be really mad when you don't do your chores or you're going to make me feel mad or you're going to make me feel frustrated when you don't finish your chores i don't use that language anymore i say hey you have a responsibility there, there are consequences because it is my job as their mother to teach them, right? But I'm not going to um, use my emotions to manipulate whether or not they're going to do something because those emotions are mine, and I want my kids to own their own emotions as well. So, I'm, I'm not, like, so when I hold them accountable, I still am going to have the consequences, right? Like, okay, so here's the dishes example for my husband. I'm not going to be mad at him when I wake up and the dishes aren't going to be done. I am going to clearly lay out this consequence that I know is a natural consequence of me having to do the dishes. Just so you know, the dishes weren't done today. So that pushes my morning schedule back. That means just, you know, like, so he's aware of all the natural consequences. My kids aren't, our kids aren't going to be ready. We're probably going to be running late. I know you don't like when we're late, you know, like here are all the natural consequences of the behavior, you know, like, there's, there's just a difference in how we're thinking about it. Um, And so yes, accountability is absolutely important, and should always be on the table. But just taking our emotions as the driving factor for behavior, for driving somebody else's behavior, I think needs to be um, double or thought twice about.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, that still feels a little bit like emotional blackmail to me. But I, I see the difference. But it's still I, – I get that the, that's a natural consequence of that happening. But I feel like going out of your way to point that out, like, well, now we're all going to be late, is also – that also, like, implies anger. Does that make sure. sense?
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely, if you're feeling angry. Which, again, that like –
1: feels really passive-aggressive. Aggressive.
0: Okay. Okay. So, I mean – yeah, I agree with you. I understand what you're saying, Heather. I just think that at a you know, like at a certain point, like if if we're saying these natural consequences out of frustration, then yeah, that's going to read that way, absolutely. You know, um, or we're just going to let it go because maybe he just doesn't care. He he personally doesn't care if the dishes are done. It doesn't affect his happiness. He's happy regardless if the dishes are finished or not. He's happy regardless if he has a hot meal on the table or not. You know like that's just the choices that he's made so you know like maybe I just need to say look like the only reason why I'm going to do the dishes is because it matters to me you know like yeah.
1: no I, I hear what you're saying like do them because you want them done but I also it I my fear is that women will hear that and take that on as like oh well then if my husband's just not going to do anything then I just have to do it because it makes me happy does that make sense like I yeah I still think you should hold your partner accountable because if you are truly in a 50-50 relationship, that there does need to be some accountability there. And I think, personally, I do think it's okay to tell, maybe not your children, but your husband, like, that makes me mad when you don't do this. I think that's part of, that's a natural consequence to me. Like, if you don't do my my request and the 15th time I ask, then I'm gonna be mad.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's a balance in any household that you know where you have got you've got to figure out in a relationship. I'm not advocating staying in any sort of relationship that's gonna like uh, abuse you and your time and your emotions and you know like that. I hope that that's clear and hasn't been. um, No, I
1: just wanted to make that distinction.
0: Yeah, no, and I I think that that's fine. I just think that you know like if we if we are owning our own emotions and we are like like there, there's a balance in a relationship where you guys, everybody has to own the, like the chores, right? You have to own the day to day. You have to be able to say like, look, we both are working hard here and I need support and I need help, you know, like to a really extreme. If, if like, if we're taking this as the extreme as it goes, if those, that balance isn't being made, the consequences I'm going to leave, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's a consequence of not getting those needs needs met. And those, you can ask for those needs and you absolutely should. Um, and you know, that's where I think it comes to like let them know what's in your manual. If you still have that manual that you need, because that's important and that's a safety net for you, like at least let them know what, what's there, right? And 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 say, Hey, today here's a list of the things that I really need done today, you know, and I'm gonna do the best that I can. To like not have an emotional reaction when you don't do those things, I can't promise because I'm not 100% there yet. But you know, at least here are the things that I have laid out that I could really use support and help from, and those absolutely should be requested.
1: Yeah, I think it's all about how you approach the conversation. I don't probably shouldn't happen in the moment, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you know, don't just keep your mouth shut for 20 years and then one day blow up that you're the only one that ever does the dishes.
0: Right. No, I don't advocate that for sure,
1: yeah.
0: especially the dishes. <laughs> That's a big thing for us. And uh, the more I've requested and the more I've asked and been clear that this is something that I need in terms of our relationship, then um, he's, he's um, gotten on board with that, you know, but at first when I wasn't asking and I was just expecting, that was a problem. <laughs> yes. <Men don't> um, <laughs> um, okay. I think we're almost wrapped up, right? Um, okay. When we reach the place when we're able to uh, um, sustain our own happiness, then we will have the power to stay, sustain any relationships that we want in our lives. Um, and I want to emphasize what we want, right? We don't. It, we can sustain any relationship that we actually want to have. If you don't want to have a relationship, you don't need to. You know, like if someone's toxic, and you don't have to have that relationship. But it's not until we're able to sustain our own ability to be happy and sustain. And thrive with our own relationship with ourselves, will we actually be able to have a really long, strong, sustainable relationship with others? And um I I think it just goes back to this like, where did you find that? I've been searching for it everywhere. Like nobody is going to hand that to us. Um we have to create that happiness. And um people affect us in our lives, absolutely. And we get to surround ourselves with the people that support us and support all of the good, bad, and ugly, right? Um, But ultimately, in the end, like, you belong to you, and you get to create your own happiness. And that is a challenge. Um, But hopefully there's enough. I don't know. Hopefully we talked about enough that gives us a couple of starting points on where we can start building that relationship with ourselves.
2: That's awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah um jenna can you let
2: everybody know where they can find you
0: yes at Jenna lasco dot events on instagram um and it's with a g so g-e-n-n-a-l-a-s-k-o dot events awesome thank you thank you
1: If you like what you just heard, and we hope you do, you can find more of us online at www.okistmoms.com. We're also on all social media platforms, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at blog. Or if you want to, you can send us an email at hey at okistmoms.com.